Hey, beautiful. Welcome to the Pineapple Principle Podcast. I'm Sherry Steele, your host, and I'm excited you're joining us. I want to help mentor you to be all Christ has created you to be. Standing firm, suited up in your armor, owning your identity in Christ, or as I say, owning your crown and loving like Jesus. If what you hear encourages, uplifts, and makes you want to dig deeper into your relationship with Jesus, make sure to subscribe wherever you listen and follow us for more encouragement on Instagram at Pineapple Principle. Now for today's show. Hey, Holly, welcome to the Pineapple Principle podcast. We are so excited you're here. As I said in our intro, we have been sharing um, stories all month long of mental health and struggles that people have with um, anxiety and depression and different things. Um, And we are going to end the month strong with you, um, a licensed therapist. We're going to pick your brain today and let you um, give us some great tips on how to overcome um, uh, mental health issues. And, uh, as Dr. Amen says, uh, let's, let's work on our brain health. Let's work on our brain health. Um, but I want you to introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself. And, um, I, because we are a teenage girl podcast, tell us something that you like to do when you are a teenage girl. And do you still like to do that today? Hey, great. Well, again, my name is Holly Rosario. Um, I'm a wife. My husband and I have been married for 12 years. Uh, We have a nine-year-old son and a five-year-old daughter. Um, We are leaders in our church, and I'm a board-certified licensed mental health counselor. I truly just have a passion for people. I love seeing people healed and restored and just truly living out their God-given purposes. So something that I loved to do when I was a teenager, um, I loved music and dance, and I would love to put like routines together with my girlfriends. I was actually a competition majorette. So I was a baton twirler and I was the captain of, of two squads. Um, So that's what we would do. Like I did that throughout high school. We would develop routines and we got to travel all across the state of Massachusetts and do competitions. And it was just tons of fun. I loved it. I was in parades. So I'm no longer a competition majorette, uh, but I do still love music, um, especially worship music. And although I don't twirl my baton, well, once in a while, I will pull it out. Oh, cool. I do have worship flags. Oh. <laughs> and I kind of use that as just an expression of worship onto the Lord. And my my five-year-old and I will, you know, twirl flags in the house and, and so forth. And I'm no longer um, a captain of squads, but I get to lead in the church. And it's just great. We have community. Um, and yeah. I love it. I love it. Me. I was a uh, flag girl in the marching band. So yeah. So I love that. I think that's pretty cool. Oh, awesome. Um, Yeah. So we're going to just dig right in today and um, with what time we have with you. um, And we like, I want you to like share some tips if um, someone is like having some anxiety that they've never had before, or maybe some feelings of sadness or feeling overwhelmed and they've never felt that way before. Um, They've always just, you know, been happy, I guess, happy, go lucky, I guess, you know, just, you know, happy all the time and, and never like feeling overwhelmed or sad or having anxiety. Like what's some tips that you would share with them? Yeah. So, I mean, I think for any of us, it's super important to develop coping skills, to manage 
any type of unpleasant feelings or emotions. So it's definitely a good idea, even if you're feeling good and you're happy to really practice different skills in order to see what works best for you. So when you are feeling sad or you're feeling overwhelmed, you have this like toolbox of things that you can dig into um, to be able to implement and utilize in your life. Um, So in general, when people are feeling anxious or overwhelmed, learning to relax your body and regulate your breathing, and also engaging your senses can be very helpful. So some things that you can do is just practicing um, deep breathing, inhaling and exhaling. Um, There's something called uh, four square breathing or box breathing. And that's just simply um, visualizing a square box And then picture yourself kind of traveling around the box. And when you're traveling around the box, you would inhale for four seconds. And then you would hold your breath for four seconds. And then exhale for four seconds. And then hold your breath again for four seconds. And this is something that you could do for like four minutes, four times a day. Practice this just on a regular basis. So you learn what regulating your breathing and relaxing your body feels like and looks like. So again, when you are feeling anxious or overwhelmed or or start to experience something you've never experienced before, you kind of have this tool Mm -hmm. to turn to. Um, and to utilize. Yeah. I like Um, that. My iPhone reminds me to breathe during the day (laughs) and sometimes it pops up at the right time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. So kind of pay attention to those little things. No, 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 no need to be sorry. Um, And definitely think like grounding text techniques. So these are exercises that really help to reset your brain and get you in the here and now rather than consumed by your anxious thoughts or your symptoms. There's something called five, four, three, two, one sensory grounding. So basically it just starts with like deep breathing and then simply you can do this anywhere, just, you know, sitting in your bedroom, you can go outside and take a walk and you just want to like pay attention and, and acknowledge five things that you see around you, four things that you can touch around you, three things you can hear, mm. two things you can smell and one thing you can taste. Mm. And this just really, again, it's just kind of like a simple exercise that you can utilize, but it really gets you in the here and now. It helps you to kind of just pay attention to your body and ground you in the moment instead of just being like overly Mm -hmm. activated by your emotions. I like that. I really Um, like that. I would also say just, you know, yeah, I would say like remind yourself about what God's word says about being anxious or overwhelmed. Um, in first Peter five, seven, it says, cast all your anxieties onto him because he cares for you. So God is concerned about those things. So when we're anxious yes. or overwhelmed, like let him know about those things and just speak that scripture verse over yourself. Or also in Philippians four thirteen, it says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So when you're feeling overwhelmed, remind yourself, okay, like I can do this because God, he strengthens me and he gives me the ability to do these things that maybe I don't feel like I can handle. Yes. Yeah. Um, I would say like a a tip um, or a tool when you're feeling sad um, is create a list of your favorite things. Oftentimes when you're experiencing sadness, it's really connected to negative thinking patterns 
So by making a list of your favorite things, this can kind of help to shift your thinking from negative to positive. Does I that love make it. sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah. I know a lot of people talk about doing um, a gratitude journal at the end of the day, um, even on a regular basis, not when they're feeling sad, like they write down in a journal, five things, you know, or three things that they're grateful for, for that day. And I think reflecting back on the good things um, can help you see that sometimes life isn't as hard or as sad as you think it is. So yeah, I like that idea. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, There are like tons of studies that just show, you know, the impacts of the positive impacts of being grateful and having gratitude. So yes, absolutely. Um, Also exercise and movement. Like if you're feeling sad, like get up and dance, go for a walk. Um, This really helps to just increase your serotonin levels, oxytocin, dopamine, endorphins. These are all of our happy hormones in our body. So just by getting up and moving, you can really help yourself to, um, you know, manage those symptoms of sadness or depressed mood. Yeah, I love it. Even simple things as just eating healthy. Yes. Staying hydrated, eating healthy. I mean, that can help when you're feeling lethargic. Oftentimes when you're feeling sad, there's lethargy attached to that or tiredness. And you just might need to just hydrate yourself eat something healthy to, you know, to energize your body. Yes. Um, Yeah. Also laughter, you know, watch a funny movie, watch some funny YouTube videos of, I don't know, whatever you like kittens or little (laughs) kids laughing or dancing and things like that. Um, And then reaching out to a friend or a trusted adult, you know, when you're experiencing any of those type of emotions or unpleasant feelings, um, A great thing I often encourage teens specifically to do is create an actual coping skills box. And this is really simple. You can just like purchase like a small tote at the dollar store, or if you have an old shoe box that you're not using anymore, you can decorate it and just, you know, really be creative with your coping box. Um, And basically like in this box, you can either put tangible items in it. Or you can um, use like index cards. You can do a combination of the both. So you can have index cards with different things that will help you to cope. Um, Like maybe you list different breathing exercises or, you know, watching a movie, just the things that help you to feel good. Um, But then you can also have tangible items in your box, like sensory items, like a stress ball or um, your favorite smelling lotion you know, lavender, things like that. So in this way, you have something like tangible that you can go to, like when you're home, you have your coping skills box that you could just try these things, even when you're in a good mood and you're feeling great, you know, you could add to the box, but then you have something to go to when you're not feeling, you know, so great. And you're experiencing those unpleasant emotions. Um, Or maybe like you wake up and you're not feeling the greatest, but you could kind of go to your coping box and grab a couple of things and put them in your pocket or in your bag. So you could have at school as a reminder, maybe that favorite smelling lotion or that index card that's reminding you to do um, deep breathing, or maybe you bring a journal you have a journal in that box. So you can be super creative. There's tons of different things that you can use, but I think that that's just a really helpful reminder and just a tangible thing that you can utilize Mm -hmm. to learn to cope. Yeah. I love, I love that coping box idea like that. Like I'm thinking right now, I want to do that for myself. And like, 
I have a granddaughter that sometimes, yes. you know, she's young, but sometimes she gets, she's still turning into her, trying to figure out her emotions. And that would be a great thing even um, for her to do. I love that idea. I love that idea. Um, do you have, if you don't have any other tips for us, I am going to, I don't want to ask a kind of a deep question. Um, when you are feeling very sad or anxious or overwhelmed, like, and sometimes it's, it's, um, it's just because of, you know, stress related or environmental what's going on. But if you're staying in those feelings, um, for a, a while, like when, when should you go to a parent or, um, a trusted adult and say, I need help. Like, I, I think I need to talk to somebody when, um, wh- like where, where, what are those steps? What should that look like? Like how, how sad or how anxious, like, sure. you know, like as far as days or feelings, like, you know, guide us here, Holly, tell us like, when, when's the best time to learn to reel this in and get it into under control and realize we need to talk to a professional. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's certainly normal to have challenging days and fluctuations in your moods or emotions, but when it's persistent and it's lasting for two weeks or longer, and it's really affecting your daily routine or your ability to function the way that you would normally function, it's really time to kind of reach out and, you know, talk to your parent and, um, you know, it's time to take care of your mental health. So for example, like you could be having periods of sadness, lack of interest in the activities that you used to enjoy, uh, thoughts of self-harm or suicidal thoughts. Maybe you're noticing a change in your eating or your sleeping patterns. You're isolating uh, more than normal. You're having high levels of anxiousness or fear or even intrusive and negative thoughts or thinking patterns and Maybe you're even engaging in self-destructive behaviors like substance use or high-risk behaviors. Um, So again, if you're experiencing those or even many of those or all of those for a two-week period of time or longer, it's really time to, you know, to seek professional support and help. That's good. That's good to know. That's good to know. Um, I also, you know, we have a lot of moms and aunts and, um, youth pastors and youth leaders that, um, are that even listen to the podcast, just not teenage girls. And, um, I know I recently saw something that was called, um, say it out loud. It was like a toolkit, like that adults could get to help to learn, to talk to teenagers about their emotions and, um, being sad and depressed and anxious. Like, do you like, do you know anything about that toolkit or do you have suggestions to help um, adults to know when to talk to their kids or how to address their kids with these things? Yeah, I mean, I would just like to remind like moms and aunts that like mental health is just as important as physical health and really pay attention yes. to the teen girls in their life. Currently, one in five teens, and honestly, the statistics are the same for adults, but we're talking, you know, to teens here, one in five teens are currently experiencing mental health concerns, or they're living with untreated mental health conditions. So it really is so important to educate yourself, have open and honest conversations. And this really helps to break the mental health stigma 
most people aren't speaking up or aren't getting treatment because of fear of other people's perceptions. Mm -hmm. So the more we're starting these conversations and we're normalizing mental health and treatment and maintenance of our mental health, the more likely that teens will seek care when they need it. Um, and absolutely, I do know about Say It Out Loud Toolkit. I strong, strongly recommend this um, This toolkit or program is put together by NAMI, which is the National Alliance on Mental Illness. And it really gives adults um, the tools and resources needed to start conversations about mental health with their teens. Um, in general, NAMI just has... Um, tons of great resources that you can easily access on their website. Um, usually every state and every different county will have um, like a NAMI, um, whether it's consultant or, or group available. Again, well, you can just get tons of resources and tons of information. But really, um, it's all about saying it out loud, really teaching people to talk about how they're feeling. Now, this specific toolkit that they've developed, they have like different scenarios and vignettes, videos of, of teens that are currently struggling with mental health concerns or in their process. So they share their testimonies and they share their stories. Um, that way other teens can kind of hear these things. Um, and then also they'll give you like talking points and just um, really different means of education of how to have these conversations um, really to just help to break the stigma. I'm super passionate about helping to break mental health stigma for teens and adults alike. So I think that this is such a great initiative in order for us to move in the right direction as a nation, you know, because mental health, again, it's just, it's just as important as our physical health and we need mm -hmm. to start caring for our mental health. Yes, 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 definitely. Um, I totally, I totally agree with you. That is, you know, part of our, um, core mission, um, here at Pineapple Principle, not, um, just to help girls walk with, um, Jesus and help them with their relationship with Jesus, but also to help them to have good mental health. You know, um, there's so many things out there, yes. um, like uh, being a teenager was so hard, you know, 50 years ago for me, 40 years ago, whatever. Um, but I, and now some of the things like with social media and, um, there's, I don't know, I just feel like life is, and just, you know, we've went through a national, um, and international crisis of health with COVID and, um, the world basically shut down for a while and everybody was stuck at home and that was hard on people's mental health. And I just feel like, um, you know, I, really have a, um, heart for these girls. Cause I know how it was for me back in the eighties and life is so different now. Um, so different, like it's not simple. Like I, I remember staying home alone when I was 11 and 12 years old, I wouldn't even think about like leaving 11 or 12 year old home alone for a few hours to, you know, it's the world's just too crazy. And, um, there's just a lot of people, the internet has made yeah. it so easy to access people. Um, and I, so I think, you know, working on our mental health is so, so very important. So very important. Um, it's, um, I'm, I can't say enough about it. Um, I, I just like, it's, um, it's a passion. It's a passion of mine to make sure that these girls have 
um, strong, you know, mental health, that their mental health is just as strong. Or like I, I said it earlier when we started Dr. Amen, you know, I don't, I, I follow him on Instagram and I love that he wants to turn it from mental health to brain health because the brain is part of your body and you've got to take yes. care of it just as much as you do your heart or your lungs or your kidneys or anything else. Um, so anyways, do you have anything else you want to share or any, any other tips or advice you have for us today? No, I just, I'm really grateful just to even be part of this. And I, you know, I thank you for allowing me to share, you know, just some of my, uh, you know, tips and and tools here. Um, but just again, I mean, I love what you're doing and um, yeah, just really encouraging the girls to yeah take care of your brain health. I love that. I love yeah. that um, brain health over mental health, but just, yeah. it, it's so important um, to take care of, of that aspect of who you are in order to be able to just live your life. Well, Holly, thank you so much for coming on today and just sharing these tips and um, these scriptures and all this information with us. It is so, so appreciated. And um, uh, thank you for, thank you for what you do. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed our time together. We hope today's show encouraged you and gave you a few aha moments. Most importantly, have you digging deeper into your relationship with Jesus. Make sure to check out the show notes for any scriptures or books we mentioned. If you love the podcast, please share it with a friend or on Instagram and even tag us. We would love for you to leave a rating where you listen to podcasts. It helps others to find us. We would also love to know who our listeners are, and you can do that by finding us on Instagram or our website, pineappleprinciple.org. Until next time, keep your armor on, own your crown, and love like Jesus.